lifetime. Now, move. With alacrity, Andre clears a path for her to access the microwave. Viciously, she jabs her fork into the cellophane covering her dinner, each puncture making a noise like a small explosion. Then she slams the carton into the microwave. I drift up behind her to introduce myself, but she swats me away as though I were a pesky fly. Me? Don't you know who I am? Andre is giving it another go. Lydia, please. Jan and I, we clean many, many times. Good for you. We have made rota. Feebly, Andre waves a piece of paper at her. Good for you, again. Oh, how white her teeth are. How dazzling her smile. You are living here three weeks. You have not cleaned. You must clean. An unexpected pulse of emotion radiates from Lydia, black and bitter. Apparently, she does clean. But not here. Where, then? Andre, my little Polish cabbage, and you too, Jan, my other little Polish cabbage. Say it was two women and one man living in this flat. The man would never do anything. The women would do it all, wouldn't they? The microwave beeps, she whisks her unappetizing dinner from it, and with a charming smile, leaves the room to look up something on the internet. She called us cabbages, Jan said stonily. I hate when she calls us cabbages. But eager as I am to see what transpires next, I'm being moved downwards again. This flat is full of heavy furniture, too big and brown for the room. It features several rugs of conflicting patterns and net curtains so dense they appear to be crocheted. Seated on a sturdy armchair is a dour-looking elderly woman. She's watching a gardening programme and, from the expression on her face, you'd swear she'd never heard such outrageous idiocy in her life. Hardy perennials, no such thing, you stupid, stupid man. Everything dies. I float past her into a gloomy bedroom, where I'm surprised to meet a large, long-eared dog, so big and grey that momentarily I think he's a donkey. He's slumped in a corner, sulking. Then he senses my presence, and instantly he's alert. Frozen with awe and fear, his long donkey ears cocked, the name of this creature is, well, oddly enough, it's Grudge. Leaving the donkey dog behind, I flit back into the sitting room, where there's a mahogany roll-top desk. A modest pile of opened mail tells me that the crone's name is Jemima. Beside the mail is a silver-framed photo of a young man, and with a flash of insight I know his name is Fion. It means fair one. So, who is he? Fionn looks like a prince from a child's storybook. It's all in the hair, which is fairish and longish and wavyish, and the jaw, which is square. He's crouching down in what appears to be a flower bed, and he has a handful of soil which he's proffering to me with a cheeky smile. Saucy, almost. Like he's offering a lot more than... Oh, God Almighty! He's just winked at me! I can feel your presence! Jemima suddenly barks, scaring the living daylights out of me. I know you're here, and you don't frighten me. She's on to me, more sensitive than she looks. Show yourself, she commands. I will, Mrs. Oh, I will, but not just yet. I appear to be off again. I'm in the ground floor flat now. I'm sensing a lot of love here. On a sofa, washed by the flickering light of the television, is... is... well, it's a man and a woman, but they're clinging so tightly to each other. 
that for a moment I think they are some strange, mythological, two-headed, three-legged thing. On the floor are two plates on which the remains of a hearty dinner can be discerned. The woman, Maeve, is blonde and rosy-cheeked, like an angel from a painting. There's a chubby, cheruby freshness about her, because she was once a farm girl. This woman has no fear of mud or cow's udders. But this woman fears other things. It's hard to get a look at the man, Matt, because they're interwoven so tightly. Funnily enough, they're watching the same gardening programme as Jemima, but unlike Jemima, they appear to think it's a marvellous piece of televisual entertainment. Unexpectedly, I sense the presence of another man here. It's faint. He doesn't live here. I move up close to Maeve to introduce myself, being friendly, but she starts flapping her arms. She breaks free from Matt and sits bolt up.